Hey everyone, and welcome back to the show. Jessica Stevens here, your host of I Just Blank Now What the Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me for another Now What Wednesday. Here we are, final episode of the month. Can you believe November has gone by so quickly? And we are in the final stretch, just a few more episodes to wrap up this season. And then we were going to take a nice little break for the holidays and we will be back fresh in January. But before we do that, we have a killer episode today to share with all of you. And I am so excited because we have gone international again, and our lovely guest, Danielle, is all the way from the warm land of Australia. Yes, I was just thinking about that. As we are approaching our winter, they are heading into their summer. And so, yes, it is definitely much warmer in Australia than it is here right now. And Danielle is going to be sharing her, I just started at a startup, now what, story, which I love. She and I had a great chat and I'm so excited for her to share so much wisdom and knowledge with all of you because this is the era of entrepreneurship. And so many people are making that decision to transition out of the corporate world and working for other people and start working for themselves. So whether you're doing something similar to me, where you've stepped into social marketing, or you are jumping right into the deep end and starting your own business from scratch, this is the episode you want to listen to. So let's learn a little bit about Danielle. With a career spanning over 20 years working for several of Australia's largest wholesaler, retailer, and franchise businesses across a large variety of industries, Danielle gained valuable experience in sales, operations, marketing, product management, product development, brand building, strategic planning, and team building, which offered her the experience and passion for building business and in turn saw her launch two startups within a few years in very different categories. With the knowledge gained through her journey founding two e-com startups, Danielle has now written her first book, Once Upon a Startup, detailing her learnings received in her journey, which has led her to become a business consultant and coach, as the passion and love she found in her was what she wanted to support others navigating their own business pathways. So without further ado, let's get to the now what? Have you ever had a situation happen in your life that you weren't expecting, good or bad, and said to yourself or out loud, oh my gosh, I just fill in the blank, now what? Me too, friend, me too. I've had quite a few actually, and in the moment, I never knew what I was gonna do next. Of course, I had to figure it out, sometimes the hard way, but I did figure it out. So join me and some amazing guests this season as we all share our own, I just blank, now what stories, so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question, now what? Hey friends, are you having a I just feel sluggish now what moment? Me too. And when I'm feeling a little low and need to pick me up, I turn to the Arbonne 30 Days to Healthy Living program to help me reset. It's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. The 30 Days to Healthy Living acts as a reset in establishing healthy habits so you can get more energy and feel fit with clean vegan nutrition. 
Arbonne's mission is to empower people to flourish with sustainable, healthy living. So the 30 Days to Healthy Living set and program are specifically designed to do just that. It helps you identify foods that might not be serving your body well, while you focus on adding nutrient-dense, plant-based whole foods into your daily routine, creating sustainable habits for a healthy lifestyle that lasts. So if you want to get started on your path to healthy living with our number one nutrition set featuring nine plant-powered products that make healthy living easy, head over to jessicastevenstoronto.arbon.com and click on the Healthy Living tab and check out the program. Join me each month as I help dozens of people feel fit and their best with this amazing program. It's definitely not a diet, it's a lifestyle. And if you want to live well and feel fit, join us on the next 30 Days to Healthy Living. So head over to jessicastevenstoronto.arbon.com, check out that Healthy Living tab, and let's help you go from feeling sluggish to feeling great. Well, hello, hello to the lovely Danielle. Hello, Jess. How are you? I am well. Look look at this. All the way from the other side of the world, and you're coming through crystal clear. Like we're in the next room. Right. But thanks for joining me on, on a, a Friday night for you. Oh, I love the fact that you've given up a, you know, a Friday night to come and hang out with me. No, all good. Could not be more excited to be here with you on a Friday night, Jess, to be honest. It's been a long time planning for us. Yeah, we're finally, I know we we had a little time to like plan out your episode and then we had to reschedule and got busy. So yeah, here we are. It's awesome. Okay, so we're just going to jump right in because you have a big, big story to share that has lots of moving parts because in the world of startups, it is not a linear journey, right? So you have had several, so we're going to start there. So why don't you talk about what your first startup was? All right. So my first startup started well before it launched. And for your listeners, this might be a little bit graphic, but I had a shopping experience. It was absolutely horrible when I was in the corporate world and I just wanted underwear that was comfortable every day. So it led me on this journey of what do I do? Like the company I used to buy underwear from that would allow me to go from my corporate job where I could be in a suit for, you know, eight hours up to 16, 18 hours if we were out entertaining at night. And I went, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I can't find comfortable underwear. I'm struggling with this. So I went home that night feeling really crappy about myself and then went, hang on, hang on. This isn't a me thing. That's a them thing that they've decided to do this. I'm going to go out and if someone else isn't going to make it, I'm going to do this. So that was how the first startup was born. It was literally one of those, you know, everyone talks about a story they had behind it. It was Mm -hmm. literally my story. And the more I started talking to people about it, I thought maybe, you know, it was just a curvier woman thing. And then I start talking and women are telling me how they couldn't get underwear that sat high enough or wasn't comfortable all day for them to be on mum duty or business duties or whatever and go to the gym after. And that was literally how the first business started. So it was a long time in the making, though, because I had this, I think, preconceived notion of what it was going to look like. As you said, it's not a linear journey, but I went, Oh my God, I've come up with a product idea I love. Yeah, of course, I've never manufactured clothing before, but I'm going to design something, manufacture it, sell it, and it's going to be hit overnight, and I'm going to do it all within 12 months. Tick, 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 tick. So easy, right? Yeah, no. 
no. <laughs> my spreadsheet did not resonate into real life at all. <laughs> so fast forward, it took me around six years to actually get that business off the ground. It was almost, I think, six and a half. And the crazy part was I actually fell pregnant with my first son when I was six weeks out from launching. I had had him and it was just this minefield. So on top of doing a startup where you just don't know what the hell you're doing, Mm because it doesn't matter how much experience you've got. I came from a corporate background, as I said, and so much knowledge when it came to product buying, you know, wholesaling, price sheets, dealing with retailers of different capacities and different sizes. And like I said, just nothing went according to plan. And you were in the industry, right? Like you, I hadn't been in apparel for a very long time. I had been in apparel, but I had been in all these other businesses that I thought would just set me up so easily for this. And I would know everything I was doing. And it was just, like I said, they were going to fly off the shelves. I loved it. Everyone was going to love it. I had no idea. Okay. So you had a little experience in apparel, but you also worked in all these other industries in these different categories. So you were like stitching together all of the knowledge from all of your corporate career jobs. And you're like, this is entrepreneurship right here. I got a little knowledge in the manufacturing. I got a little like in the buying section. So you're like, I I know enough that I can get this going. Yeah, but I did (laughs) it. It was trial and error the whole way along. And then, so it was called Everyday Lingerie Co. And so Everyday Lingerie Co. was born from this desire and it was pure grit and grind and my network would have to be the biggest, most influential thing I had when I was starting out. All of us. And I was still business. Yeah. The people you know is like, yeah. So people, like someone knew someone who had helped a brand go international in the lingerie category. And I was friends with that person through one of my corporate jobs and they called in a favor and I was getting on a plane and I flew to New Zealand for less than 24 hours to meet with this person who was prepared to mentor me for a day. Like it was crazy. The, I don't know, can I say shit? The shit that I did Mm -hmm. and the people and places I would literally jump on a plane or get on a call wherever I had to, because the network was really what brought it together for me. Yeah. Without that, there's not a chance I would ever have launched that brand. Relationships are the key to so much of people's success. And they don't realize that, that it's truly your network is your net worth. Like somewhere, someone in your network is the person who you're going to be able to like make that deal to make that product, Correct. to make, make, get it on the shelf to like, yeah. So you worked your network worked my network and it was all thanks to them, you know, that it came about. And then within that, the second startup had actually technically launched before the first one because I really weird. So I'm halfway through this journey of getting this product launched, met my now husband and he talked about doing something and I'm like, what? You're going to do it that way? I'm like, oh, hell no. That's that goes against everything I understand from my corporate background that I'm like, no, you need to set up a company and do it this way and just let me guide you. So I had was consulting for a business 
And I went, hi, I'm, I can work here, but I've also got to do this because I'm helping my husband. And because otherwise he was going to sell stuff out of the boot of his car, pretty much. Like he was going to do it the real old school way, drive around. I'm like, no, we're going to build a website and we're going to do this. And, you know, I know all the blueprint because I'm doing it for Everyday Lingerie Co. So next minute I had two startups because he started it and the guy he started it with, it wasn't kind of working out for the other person. They didn't have the commitment of time. So I went, oh, I'll come in and I'll, I'll just buy into the business and I'll take over. So, so what, I literally what, ended up with two. So what was that business? So it's Shisha or it, more in the US, et cetera. You guys call them hooker, the yeah. hooker pipes, the Middle Eastern water pipes. So yeah. that was all in that. So it was bringing modern, innovative products from overseas to Australia because our range was very limited and a lower quality, lower price point product. He was all into the high European brands from travel previously and was just obsessed with this industry growing up in his Turkish culture. And so I started learning about Shiksha. And, yeah, so, and then next minute, like I said, we're sitting there, you know, two businesses, baby on the way, three-step kids. It was all in a matter of two years, I think. It's pretty wow. crazy. Your, your life literally, like, blew up. Danielle, like you went from like a single girl in the corporate world, just trying to like find a pair of panties that you loved. And the next you knew you have two businesses, you meet the man of your dreams, you have an Mm -hmm. instant family and you're about to give birth. Yeah, it was. So I think the lesson here for the listeners is like, if you are not necessarily satisfied with the current state of your life, like you could blink twice and your whole world look different. You just got to be open to the opportunities. Like something comes along, you just don't know when it's going to come or for whatever reason. And had I not, like you said, three startups, had I not had that whole scenario happen, I don't know if I ever would have had the balls to actually launch Everyday Lingerie Co. without him and the other people that were backing me in my network and and that support network. So then doing Shisha Works and learning about in Australia, we can't advertise those products, right? So I didn't know that going into the industry, nor did he. We thought, yeah, we'll just do boosts and posts, run social ads, and we'll we'll have this going out. And next minute we found out, no, you're completely restricted because of all these government regulations. So it then opened a whole nother world. How do you market a product that you're not allowed to talk about? Right. So, I'm sure that you have a masterclass in, in advertising and marketing now that you've gone through that experience. It, it was interesting. It was, you know, there was days when the ugly cry came out. As an entrepreneur, everyone knows the ugly cry they have going, yeah. my world's exploding. It's not, it's never going to work but you find a way, like it's in that challenge, that uncomfortableness that we grow the most and who I am today. And I, I thought I was pretty intelligent and, and wise and, you know, kind of knew a lot back then. I didn't know anything compared to what I know today. And had you spoken to me that six years ago, um, it would be a very different conversation. Oh, yes, I'm sure. Like, yeah, even, 
even if we had spoken six months ago, it'd be a very different conversation, right? Because we are always evolving. We're always learning. And that's the thing with entrepreneurship it is it is going and you need to keep up or you will get left yeah. behind. Okay. So you start every day lingerie. You go to Shisha with your husband. <laughs> you have three wonderful stepkids. You are now giving birth. You're like in the throes of all of it. And then you decide to do what? Well, then I, this funny thing happened and we hit a worldwide pandemic called COVID, right? And in Melbourne, we were locked down for about 286 days. It was pretty epic. All of our wholesale clients, which was about 90% of our Shisha Works business, that 60% of Everyday Lingerie Co are all closed, not trading at all for about eight months. I'm sitting there. What do I do? What do I do? And the more I would had sort of free time, the more calls started coming in over, you know, the past 18 months or so people had started calling to sort of start asking advice about business. And so many of them started talking to me and went, you know, I don't know why you don't coach or consult. I said, oh, I do a little bit of it just for friends, things like that. And then another call would lead to another call. And next minute I'm chatting with more people. Like you should really start blogging about this. You should really write or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, kind of whatever. Sat down with my husband one day. I got, I think it was $10,000 of wholesale orders. I got emails cancelling overnight when we just hit, like it was our fourth lockdown. Yeah. And I went, this doesn't fill me anymore. Like it doesn't even bring me joy. Like it wasn't just the orders. It was just that I went, I want more. I need something for me. I really feel like I've given so much to these brands, but it's not resonating with me in the same way. And I said, I think I'll start writing a book. Because what does the a busy person on- do? Let's just add some more busy. And I went, I don't know if anyone would buy it. I don't know if it'd ever get published. I wouldn't even know where to start. Okay, sure enough, I'm a firm believer. I don't know about you, Jess, but the universe will send you these things exactly in the right time. Absolutely. I am a firm believer that the universe is conspiring with you to put people and opportunities in your path when you need them. 100%, right? So I went, oh, and wrote a couple of chapters, started writing, sitting at the office, nothing else to do because all my clients were closed. So, you know, we're fulfilling all the online orders pretty quickly in the day. And next minute, something came up on a social feed. And I went, it's about a publisher. And I scrolled off. And you know how normally when you get off your phone on social media and you come back, it's something completely different? (laughs) I came back to my phone about two and a half hours later and the same post was sitting there. And I went, this is really odd. Like, you trying to tell me something? So I reached out to this lady who had been mentioned in the post, said, hi, I've got an idea for a book. I don't understand how publishing works. I'd love to have a chat if possible. Next minute I get this message back. Here's my personal link. Book in a time with me. We can have a quick chat. I'll explain how the world works. You know, like I'm not looking for any new authors or anything at the moment. I said, no, 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 no pressure. I just want to understand. It's just an investigation. Yeah. So we get on this conversation And this amazing woman, Karen from um, KMD Publishing, starts chatting with me and it felt like an old friend. 
So this 15 or 20 minute, you know, Calendly link Zoom call ends up going for 45 minutes and we're still going. In that time, we had laughed, we had cried and the she finished the phone call and said, Danielle, she said, you need to write this book and you need to talk about everything you've learned in this journey and I want to publish it. I just had tears rolling down my face. I went, what? And she goes, send me what you've got. I want to see it. And I said, I've just realised in talking with you, though, what I've done, I've tried to kind of make it, as I was writing, I was trying to really appeal to more people. So I'd kind of taken my personality out of it. And in that conversation, she was talking about the enthusiasm and the excitement and all of this throughout our conversation. She said, no, if you've done that, you do need to rewrite them. I need to hear you. I need to see you in those pages. So I went, okay, let's let's just hold fire. Let me send you some stuff through within a week and we'll see what happens there. Well, the rest is history. I've now published a book. That's what you do, like you said. When you've got nothing else to do, you just keep adding to it. Oh my goodness. Wow. So just to back up, at what point had you quit your corporate job or did you not quit your corporate job? Were you still like I in did. corporate with all the side things? How long were you like so one foot in, was, one foot out? Yeah. I was doing everyday lingerie co in the background. So I was doing it when I would travel, I was gone two to four nights a week, every single week for that last corporate job I was in. So then I'd get to the hotel each night once I'd finished with my clients and stuff like that, and I would literally jump on and have two computers. I would have the work computer do all my work, and then I would jump on and do everyday lingerie coat. So I was doing it that way, and it really wasn't getting the traction it needed. And then obviously, as I said, I met my now husband, and that happened really quickly and, you know, five minutes of meeting, we were moved in and getting married and, you know, having babies and stuff. So it was kind of somewhere in, I think it was about six months into meeting him that Shisha Works was starting or it was eight months in that Shisha Works was kind of starting and we were heading down that route. And then I got approached by this other company to come and work for them. And I really wasn't loving what I was doing, like being away I used to love that corporate travel, but then it's funny once you have someone in your life and I had my three beautiful stepchildren that, you know, there was a night when I couldn't get on a plane home. They kept delaying and cancelling the flights and it was our weekend with them and I couldn't get to them. So he ended up having to leave work early because he was doing his job at that point before he had quit. When I came home, I said, it's almost time because I can't be sitting at an airport wondering whether or not I can get home to get the kids. They're more important than this. I'm done being away from you all. And it was, I think, really quickly after that, I had a conversation with my dad and he goes, he goes, no offense, you're not getting any younger. So if you don't do something about it now, you're going to be 80 and you're going to be saying, I wish I had. And he goes, the worst thing that's going to happen is you might lose some money. He goes, but you're going to learn a lot along the way. And so I did. About three weeks later, I quit my job and everything just snowballed from there. Yeah, that's probably when like your focus was now shifted, was no longer divided. You could put everything into it and all of the snowballing 
went and the business really took off and, and launched Correct. Both, and got to a really, really amazing place. And then worldwide pandemic, right? Just that so, small, just not, some, you know, some things you can't control. Okay. So you've now written this book, sharing your experience of starting startups and like yes. going through that whole process and taking all your experience and you put your heart, your soul and everything into your book. How long did it take to get published? So I wrote it in about five months. So it's about 50,000 words. I wrote it in just under five months, I think it was. But then the editing to actual published stage was 12 months. It was pretty epic. By the time you go through it, it goes through about four rounds of edits. By the time, like, I wouldn't have called myself a writer at all. English was my least favourite subject. I was always into maths, you know, drama, all that sort of stuff, something where I could feel alive or count money or do something exciting. (laughs) And for me, English just wasn't that. So when I put it in, you know, seeing how repetitive words and things like that are all looked at from editors to kind of help you bring it out and actually have it more engaging was a fabulous thing. But like I said, it took 12 months. So it was into them, the full draft about May 2022 and then May 2023 was when it got published. It's literally like giving birth to a child, right? Like the whole process. First trimester, this is what we're doing. Second trimester, here's what's going on. Third trimester, here's what's going on. So that's awesome. So give us, what's the title of the book? Once Upon a Startup. Once Upon a Startup. And that is what you are known for. So not only did you write the book, Did you finally take the suggestions and the nudges from all of those friends and start (laughs) consulting and coaching too? I am. That is exactly what I'm doing full-time. So I've been consulting and coaching now full-time for, oh, just over, I've been doing it, obviously, like I said, in smaller doses since about 2019, but full-time for just over 12 months. And, and so what, and what happened to the businesses? Did you, you sell them? You folded them? Did you, are they running? Like I know startups are yeah. in part. So once you kind of started a new startup of coaching and consulting, what happens to the business? Yeah. So it was in that realization when I went, this just isn't doing it for me with Everyday Lingerie Co. So decided to just close it down. So I literally did a massive sale of what was left. Some suppliers by that stage had started opening back up. So I reached out to them and said, who wants a good deal? and sold through all the stock and literally shut it within a week of deciding. It was just, I didn't have the passion for it anymore. And there was no point for me. It felt like I was flogging a dead horse. What I loved the most about it when I started and what drove me to do it, there was none of that anymore. Yeah. You love love starting businesses, not necessarily like, like (laughs) keeping them going, right? Like start it and then figure out what to do with it, sell it, you know, move it, what, whatever, but it's the start that you love. It was, I think it was, I was drawn to something. And like I said, I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. So had I not done that, I then wouldn't have learned what I have learned to then write those chapters to then share with other people, like the key tips on all the different areas. I then wouldn't have started consulting and coaching, which I have found something that I am more passionate about than I ever have had in my career. But 
it's all of those things, including all the jobs I've had from when I started working at, you know, 14 in a supermarket to, you know, being in pharmaceutical or whatever, all of those combined have literally, you know, given me the experience to now coach and actually be empathetic and understanding to what people are going through when they come forward and just be able to show them even some examples of how I can be familiar with what they're experiencing, that there's really nothing new none of any of us will experience in our journeys. It's just at what stage you experience it, what does it look like for you, and what have you got going on in the ground that's kind of going to make it feel bigger than it needs to be or is it not going to feel as big because you're in a better space? So I think all of it collectively have really led me to hear where I finally, you know, and it's funny, it's taken me what I thought I was going to do in my life. Like I grew up thinking I was going to be in the car industry forever because that's where my dad was and I idolized him and I was eight years old answering the phones and loved it. And here I am turning around and coaching people on the subject I love rather than actually doing it. It's funny, but it's all of that that led me to find that passion. So for me now, going to work doesn't feel like work. You know, writing a blog today on accountability or filming a five-part webinar series for a charity that I'm working with to help underprivileged women get their, you know, their understanding to to start up businesses, like that fills my car Mm -hmm. more than anything I've ever done before. But it's because of all of those things filling my cup at that point have got me to where I am today. That's amazing because, you know, anyone who's taken literally six and a half years to get a business launched, like is heavily invested in it heavily. And I, I know a lot of entrepreneurs get so tied into the, it must succeed mindset. Right. And yes, some of them probably would have had a harder time of letting it go than you did because they're just so invested into it. What advice do you have for people who are struggling in do we keep it going do like do is it is this a moment of we just need to push a little harder versus like walking away for whatever the reasons right there's a whole bunch of different reasons why someone might be at a crossroad in their business and be like Mm -hmm. is this the moment where I'm supposed to push or is this the moment where I'm supposed to back away yeah and I, I Jess I think that is probably one of the best questions I've ever heard on a podcast right because The thing that I have learned is that half the time when we should actually walk away, it's ego that holds us where we are because we're tying our worth or sense of self to this success or failure, right? If you close a business, it doesn't mean you're a failure. It means the business model didn't work for whatever reason. And this is where I think most people get caught up. We have to ask ourselves, if I had kept going, that would have been for ego, not for anything else. It wouldn't have been about the business at all. It would have been that I want to keep running this thing that I've worked for and invested money into and done all of these things. But I actually realized what truly made me happy. And that's why it was so easy for me to sit there and go, This is my decision because I got clarity and I'm at peace with it. So when you're stuck in that moment, you need to really understand, number one, the numbers don't lie. So 
if your numbers look crap and you're really struggling in it and it's going to mean that you haven't got your mortgage repayment or your dinner on the table, it's time to seriously consider walking away and grabbing a job for now and regroup and, and build yourself back up. Again, that business being open or closed doesn't equal your self-worth. It's only if you tie to it. So you need to have a look at that. Start with your numbers, understand what it is you're feeling, what connection is it to it. Could be someone, something tying you there, but does it really, are you holding on to something that's no longer there? Or are you doing this really because you believe that next thing's going to kick it over? But what are you taking from yourself by keeping it running? For me, I was draining myself of something and it wasn't worth it. Yeah. And then the the other side is too, it's like people quit because the ego is now kicking in when they really are at a moment where like you are like three inches from gold, my friend, like just keep going. But the ego is like this, that, and the other. And then I can't you know, who do you think you are, blah, blah, blah. And so then that, yeah. so it's really about tapping into what's really the thing, <laughs> what's what's the motivator, what's the driver and letting that take That's you it. in the right direction of pushing forward or walking away. Yeah, yeah. And there's no, whichever way you choose, there's no right or wrong answer. That's true, it's, yeah. It, it's literally... You know, I, I someone gave me the most beautiful piece of advice the other day and I just loved it where they said to me, you know, whatever the outcome is of what your choice, it's not about, you know, oh, you know, when people say what's the worst that can happen, it's deciding if whatever the worst case scenario is, can you live with that? And I think that's so true in business, whether we're making a choice about keeping it running or not. Can you live with what's gonna what could be the worst case scenario if you choose to carry on or if you choose not to? You know, when you're really honest with yourself, and business is definitely a place where you need to be honest, and you're gonna have to lean into the uncomfortable, you're gonna have to work through that because to scale, to grow, to start, it is gonna be uncomfortable. It is gonna challenge the hell out of you. But you have to know that that is where you're going to grow the most from, leaning into that uncomfortable. It's such a crazy ride in a great way, especially for adrenaline junkies like me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for anybody who's listening right now who has tinkered with the idea of starting a business, maybe they make a really amazing something in their kitchen and they're like, oh, this needs to be on the shelves in stores or, you know, starting a restaurant or turning whatever passion project hobby they have. And they're like, I think this needs to be a business or like you couldn't find what they were looking for. So they're like, Mm -hmm. I want to make it myself. What would you say is the starting step for anyone who's thinking about starting a startup? Yeah. Market research. Number one, you know, Understanding what you want to sell is great. Who you want to sell to, super important. Understanding the landscape. Like a lot of people call it competitor analysis. And I like to say market analysis because no one's your direct competitor. Someone might be selling something similar, but they're not you. So you need to understand though what's happening in the space. If it is, you know, making something in their kitchen. And they're going to supply, you know, they think it's something that's going to be massive, fantastic. But how are you going to get it to that? How are you different to the ones that are sitting on the shelf at the moment? 
in the grocery stores, in the supermarkets, wherever it may be. How can you scale to that? Can you, you know, start smaller and just use Instagram to build an audience first and and get the collateral behind you and, and build that from there or, you know, but really understanding who you are, who you're targeting and who else is sitting in that landscape. Super, super important. Good advice. Good advice. All right. Okay. So I always love to ask this question to all my guests. You kind of already answered it, but I'll ask it anyways, because there might be something that you're going to surprise me. Is, is so, is, so now what? You've written your book, you're consulting and coaching. <laughs> is is there a next chapter here for Danielle in the startup entrepreneur journey? Like, do you have an inkling of it, something? What's going on? For me right now, it's really about Talking with like-minded individuals, empowering, encouraging, supporting people who are on this journey through the coaching, speaking, doing all of that, really getting it out there. And as I said, um, really grateful at the moment to be working with a charity to help people who, you know, are underprivileged, help them see that there's so much more in life. So for me right now, I'm really comfortable in this space. My publisher's talking about book number two, which I'm telling her to hold the reins on that just yet. I want to sit in this space and I really want to enjoy it and be present because I think in a lot of my journey as well, I probably haven't been present because I'm always thinking about what's next. So for me at the moment, I'm taking the running shoes off and I'm going to sit and be really present. And for me, it, there's nothing better than sitting and being present in a coaching session, that's for sure, because you just hear and see so clearly within that. And then that way my clients get the best of me. Yeah, that's awesome. Especially that's 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 a challenge for high octane people like yourselves as you self, self-titled because the, the instinct is to go. Like, let's keep moving, Correct. right? So sitting and yeah. being present and doing this thing that you're doing and loving and that's it. Oh, that is, that is a work. That is like a, that is like a workout for you. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So where can people find you if they want to connect? So I know you got the book. Tell us where people can yeah. connect up with you. Yeah, so definitely. So my website is daniellesadie.com. They can find me there. There's the link to actually book an introductory. It's a free introductory call if you want to have a conversation about the possibility of working together in coaching or looking for a speaker, et cetera, for your event. You can also uh, find the links to purchase the book there. All my social media links are on there as well. So it's uh, Business Consulting at Danielle Sadie on Facebook and just Danielle.Sadie on Instagram. So, but the links are on the website. So best place, head to the website, click on the links and, and move across from there. Awesome. Oh my goodness, Danielle, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. It was so fun. And I know listeners got some really great nuggets, whether they are in a startup right now or they're dreaming about starting a startup. This conversation definitely helps them figure out their own now what. Okay, that's it for us, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. If you enjoyed this episode, give it a like, a share, and don't forget to subscribe. Or if you know somebody who's experiencing something similar, please, please, please share this episode with them because it may help them figure out their very own 
Now what? All right, that's it for us. And if you are a patron, head over to patreon.com backslash I just blank now what? That's where Danielle and I are heading right now to have a little extra time to chat about business. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. Did you love this episode of I Just Blank Now What? If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own now what questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do, how to move forward and help you answer now what. See you on the next episode.